spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy bare minimum Monday. Oh, gosh. That was awful. <sighs> you guys are just lucky we're here. Jeez, man. Just doing everything I possibly can just to get through the day. No oh, um. the humanity. No um from you. Boy, you what just... should be happy, 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 happy. doing Monday, Fantastic baby. Fantastic Monday. All right. You kind of ruined it for me. Uh, I always look forward to your happy, happy. Well, I mean, just spare minimum month. That's what I found out. I was supposed to. TikTok told me I'm supposed to do this. TikTok also told me I'm supposed to eat some things like laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah, we talked about bare minimum Monday earlier, and it's. Uh, uh, a lot of people were embracing it. Don't work very hard on Monday because it it, it makes your heart sing, right? <laughs> so and it gives stupid. you stamina for the rest of the week. Just don't work hard on Monday. I want to hit you guys with a stick. That's right. <laughs> I want to whack you with a stick. Uh, Chad, I got two. Uh, I don't really like to go over these lawmaker bills. I find that quite boring. But there are two that are actually interesting for the first time. Let's go over the first one. Uh, $10,000 pay raise for teachers. We got a, a GOP lawmaker wants to do that. All right. Tom Horn's getting behind this. Yes. All right. Uh, you know, it sounds good. I mean, does. who doesn't want to give a teacher a $10,000 raise? I, I think most people would be, you know, fine with that. And, and you've got to, you've got to figure out, okay, why are Democrats voting against it? So I looked into it as much as I possibly could. I think this is why Democrats don't like it. Let me give you an example. Let's say this bill passes. Okay. And in 2024, if you're a teacher, you, let's say you're making, I'm just going to throw it out, 40 grand a year. Okay. You'll get a $10,000 raise and you'll make 50 grand in 2024. You'll get a $10,000 raise. Now, that $10,000 raise is not guaranteed for 2025. Yeah. So there is a possibility. It's a one and done. That you, yes, you could go right back down to 40,000. A year later. So let's talk about what it is. That's not a raise. That's a bonus. I think it's like the vaccine. Is it a vaccine or is it a shot? I think it's a shot. I like the shot. I'm all for the shot. But let's not call it a vaccine. So is this a raise for teachers? I don't think so. I think it's a bonus. And if you're lucky, see, what you're doing is you're putting it in the hands of the legislature every year to renew. And let me tell you how much faith I have in the legislature. None on either side. I got no. I got no faith in them. I we got totally a bunch understand. of election deniers. I, we, that you are and there I talked too. about. Look, they love to ride in on their 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 white horse, their white steeds, and tell everybody, "Look at all the great things we've done to save it." But why is it that year after year we have to go into these things where we're hoping they ride in on their steeds? And if you're a teacher, you got a ten thousand dollar bonus slash raise. Yeah, you can't plan for next year gonna- on that. Are you gonna are are you gonna are you gonna guarantee yourself? What, what if you say, oh, oh, I got a ten thousand dollar raise. Now I can move out of my apartment or give up my fourth job. Yeah. No, you probably can't because you might have to do that again next. And year. And how frustrated are you gonna be if you get that taken away from you? You're gonna or, be you're gonna be so furious. You think it's tough right now trying to recruit? Right. You're gonna find out the people are gonna be like, I'm done with this. Yeah. So when you think uh, and when you hear, I mean, I'm I'm totally willing to give this thing a chance. Don't don't I'm not shooting it down right away. Devils in the details. Yeah. At the the end of the day, you got to look at everything. What would this what would the real repercussions be for taxes? Yeah. What's the repercussions if you know, how how does this thing sunset? Is it you guys are going to this is going to be the salary we're at. We're going to have to debate it all the time. I mean, those are all the things that you have to talk about if it's. Looks more certain that you're going to get it every I mean, you'd rather have ten thousand dollars for one year, an extra ten than for none. But. 
I think, you know, they're looking for a long-term solution. This is and not it. both sides mm. are, you know, let's hear what everybody has to say. Yeah. But if you're going to put it in the hands of the legislature, boy, I know a lot of people in the legislature, not personally because I don't want to know them, but I know of a lot of people in the legislature, they sure like punishing teachers. They sure like speaking out against teachers. They sure don't like teachers. So why am I going to say, hey, you know what? I think you'll do great the next year and you'll, you'll re-up that 10K. I just don't have any faith in you. But listen, there's a GOP lawmaker wants to give teachers 10,000 a year. Let's, let's, let's hear it out. Let's talk about it. But the, I kind of get why it's being voted down by, by Democrats. It doesn't sound like it's sustainable, but it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. No. Okay. Got, uh, devil's in the details. Let's take a look at all of this stuff. All right. Here's the other, uh, bill that, that is, uh, you know, kind of flying around. All right. What about giving kids in school uh, gun education? So there's an Arizona lawmaker, and it would be it would be a class. Uh, it would be firearm safety training in grades six through twelve. Okay, again, the devil's in the details. I'll just tell you, I don't like it. Uh, if you're a parent out there and you want to teach your sixth grader about guns, love it. You want to teach your ten your your tenth grader about guns? Great. You want to go hunting? Terrific. You want to go shooting uh, at the targets? Love it. I think it is the parents' choice. It is it is not for somebody in school is it to teach that a mandatory class. I think you can opt out. Okay. Well, if you can opt out and the parents, I want to know who's teaching this thing. I think it's the first and foremost, right? It's like this guy used to, you know, uh, teacher three fingers used to do shop <laughs> and now he's teaching gun safety. Well, then we've got an issue of maybe we want to find out what's going on. Right. So that's There's one nothing. of them. And if it's a not mandatory, uh-huh. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I want devils in the details. Yeah. I think uh, if you're going to teach your children proper firearms handling, and you and you're a gun owner here in Arizona. You have every right to do that. I think it's great. I think it's great. But you want your kid holding on to a gun in school? I don't. Well, I don't think you're going to hold on. I don't think they're going to hand you a real gun. Right. They're going to hand you, you know. But do you want someone else teaching your kid about guns? No. Because I'm thinking most of you parents who own guns, this is something you'd like to do on your own. Yeah. And uh, on your own leisure, at your own time. And, you know, maybe maybe your dad or mom taught you about guns, and now it's time for you to teach your kid about firearms. Now, having a class that talks about safety where there's not guns involved gives an overview on gun violence uh, and a lot of things. Okay, I'm okay with that. Mm. The the teaching the kids gun safety and, like, hey, you know, are we, we're going to dress down a deer later. That's after no. we go out and shoot it. Uh-huh. And then you guys, we're going to blindfold you and see if you can strip this thing apart, put it back together. <laughs> well, then maybe we have a problem. Yeah. I just think parents would want to do that on their own. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what parents want anymore. I don't know either. Uh, Hey, uh, we just got this in, uh, Chad. Coming up at four. You know, there was a a major border meeting in Yuma. That's what I heard. The governor was in Yuma. uh, Met with the mayor of Yuma. We will be joined by the mayor of Yuma at four. So in about 45 minutes, we're going to talk to the mayor of Yuma. What happened during that big border meeting to my, to my recollection, I think this is the first time that Governor Hobbs has been. She, she like, probably didn't even know there was a border. 
No, Jeez. That's what I heard. No, she knew there was a border. She wanted all those uh, all, all those containers removed. Well, she heard about those things. She didn't know where they were located. Well, I, my point was that I think this is her first trip down to Yuma. I might be wrong about that, but this was a big meeting. Oh, good. We can ask him, hey, how's that wall coming along that my orcas has promised you? I think coming along real good. I don't think it's coming along at all from oh, what I hear. They moved the football again. Yeah. So it's good that the governor is down there. Did they get anything done? Well, the mayor of Yuma was in that meeting, and we'll talk to him at 4 o'clock. All right, coming up next, should uh, Friday's post-work happy hour be moved to Thursdays or maybe Wednesday? We'll tell you about that coming up next in the Gatos Chad Show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, 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 uh. All right, when you're driving... All right, I, I got it. When you're driving home... Some of these people are driving home right now, and they're going, biggie, biggie. you know they are. I know they are. Okay. When you're driving home, traffic back to normal, in yes. your opinion? See, I think so, too. How about in restaurants? Uh, are people back in restaurants? I would say I would say yes. Here's, here's what's happening, though. So when you talk about, well, are people on the roads? Yeah, that means they're going, in, they're going into the workplace more, right? Yeah. All right, how about restaurants? Uh, we've got, uh, and this is happening in Phoenix, too, big city restaurants and bars. Uh, they're missing out on office workers spending on Monday and Friday. So if you look at how people were working these days, a lot of people are like, listen, I'd like to go in for three days and stay home for two days. Yeah. And the two days that, well, basically I'm going to stay home and not work is Monday and Friday, because I'd like one Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'd like a four-day week, because that's what I think is really happening out there. You ain't working on Monday and Friday if you're home. You're screwing around. And what's happening is you're not going into a restaurant on a Monday and a Friday. So all these restaurants, so if, true. if workers are back in the office, they're spending food and drink. They're spending money on food and drink three days a week. If that. If that. Well, you know, like I said, on Fridays here. We'll go down and grab a bite to eat, the guys and I. And yeah. you walk out here, you would swear it is a holiday weekend. There is nobody out there, minus our eight cars and the people that work in this building. <laughs> and people have people have, have made it so those Mondays, you know, you have, what is it, Malays Mondays or Don't Work Mondays now? Yeah, is that it's, whatever? Um, like bare Minimum Mondays. Bare Minimum Mondays. And, and then Fridays, you know, it's like college, right? Yeah. Everybody I know that college <laughs> all did what? I got to go to school Tuesday Wednesday, maybe Thursday morning, because I'm off Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So it's kind of the way that they, they've worked it now. And it is, but it is busier out there. It is. It but is. how much of that is also snowbirds? Mm. And, and, you know, and the busier times too. People are busier in the mornings. The afternoons are slowing down in certain areas. I'm start, you know, I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to get a little uh, attitude about some restaurants and bars. Because there was a period of time where I was willing to give a lot of people grace and, okay, it'll, it's going to be slower. Okay, I get it. You walk into a restaurant or a bar, and I've, I've done this for the last, you know, for months. Table will be about, uh, you know, if you don't have a restaurant, table will be about 40 minutes. And you're looking around, you're like, well, all those tables are open over there. You know, you say, I didn't say it like yeah. that because I'd be a jerk. I say, well, how about all the tables over there? Why, why, was, why would I have to wait 45 minutes? We don't have the staff. Yeah. Okay. So they don't have the staff. Uh, I know a, a bunch of restaurant owners. They, they cannot fill an entire restaurant. No, no. It just, it's not happening. Here's the second thing. I was at a restaurant over the weekend and there were these, you know, two young, you know, guys behind the bar and they're looking at the phone. 
And I'm thinking, okay, this is a pretty, pretty, you know, we're waiting for some friends. We'll go to the bar. We'll, we'll have a drink. Pay no attention to you. Pay no attention. But I've never seen, I've never seen anybody, I've never seen a bartender just sit there and look at their phone. And I'm thinking like, these are the best workers out here. Because I mean, they, they're the ones that are the here. only ones that want to be here. <laughs> but but they want, they really don't want to be there. They'd rather be anywhere else. And I'm thinking, listen, Junior, make me a drink. I give you a tip. You do your job. I have I have I, I get a drink. I get to hang out. But it's like I almost I, I was almost like this. Hey, can I have your phone number? Because I'm going to text you right now what my order is. Might be the best. Right. So you know these restaurants are struggling because on Mondays and Fridays. It's kind of dead. And if you want to go and sit down at a restaurant, 20% of the restaurant, the tables aren't full. The tables aren't full because they can't find people to serve or to bartend. These two guys at the bar, these two guys at the bar, my goodness, what a joke. Have you ever been in some places where you're there talking to somebody in the, in the middle of the conversation? Uh you know, yesterday we were there, we're talking, we're at Ace Hardware getting a couple things because uh, I've got, we're finishing building out the home studio. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of the conversation, my wife and I start talking. The guy takes out his phone and he's texting somebody as he's standing in front of us, the guy that works there. Jeez. And I thought to myself, well, this is it. I mean, he shows uh, up. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So it, folks can't find competent workers. And even in that bar that I was in, right, there was this young gal. And, you know, maybe college. I gotta tell you, man, busting her rear end. She was running from one side to the other. And then you got these two guys behind the bar who just don't give a crap. No. And then you got this one waitress who is trying as, I mean, honestly, it was like she was running a marathon. One side of the room to the other side of the room, hustling, hustling, hustling. And you're like, that's the person I want to give a tip to. Not you guys behind the bar who are looking at your phone. No, I like so, that. We got you get somebody, like I said, when I went last week, Friday before last, we went out to have lunch after Jack's game, and we went to that uh, outhouse, outhouse, it might as well have been out, <laughs> Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> that cost 200 bucks, for, yeah. but part of that was a tip, and that guy was awesome, and he was working five, there was one person that was bringing you to your table, one person that was working the bar, and one person that was waiting tables on the eight or ten of us, and he was awesome. Yeah, and it's you can't find a lot of people like no, that. No, you hope you get the waiter or the waitress that is hustling, because if you don't, you're going to sit there forever. And I told you at the beginning of our conversation, I had some some grace about this, you know, during COVID and post COVID, but now it's like. You know, you want things to be normal again. And, you know, I don't want to wait here for 25 minutes. No. And you haven't even come over and given me a glass of water. That's, yeah. Some of the places I like with the guy, the person that takes you now to your seat will go, hey, do you want something to drink? And they'll go get it for you. Yeah. And then you don't see your waiter for 45 well, minutes. And, and I know that restaurants are struggling. And you try to give them some grace. But you know what? I don't know what you do, man. They've already shut down part of the restaurant because they can't. You can't put anybody in the seats. Ugh. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Uh, we're going to hold up the headlines. Peter Seymour is in for uh, Becky Lynn. Peter uh, Seymour. Beautiful uh, Peter man. Seymour is here today. Green thank you, thank sweater you today. Much. Looking yeah, as look green and cool as you can get. He is wearing a great... You're, it, it, it matches your eyes. Thank you. If you really ask me. It's beautiful. You know, it just blends in. There, it blends in. Green shirt, brown eyes. Yeah, just the perfect color. During his 3.30 newscast, boy, are we going to give him a hard it's time. It's a hunter green. A little Hunter Green. Hunter looking, Green? Yeah, a little Hunter Green. He looks like a Range Rover. There's not Hunter Biden, though. No, he's not Hunter Biden. Hold on the headlines. Let's go, okay. <laughs> next. Oh, next.
Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. In for Becky Lynn. Peter, say more. Give me some headlines. Here we go. Gatos, new this afternoon. Goodyear police giving additional details following that fatal weekend crash that left two bicyclists dead, 17 others injured. KTAR's Colton Krolak live in the News Center with more. Goodyear police say a truck crashed into a group of cyclists riding on the Cotton Lane Bridge over the Gila River on Saturday. Police say the truck struck a barrier before hitting the group of 20. Goodyear Police Chief Santiago Rodriguez says the why is still unclear. There is no indication that this was an intentional act or anything other than an isolated incident. The driver, 26-year-old Pedro Quintana Lujan, was arrested and remains in jail following the crash. Police say they're awaiting, waiting on results of a blood test to determine if impairment played a role. Live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. So, does it seem to be impairment? What is he saying? That the, the wheel got stuck when he was... Is that, is that what we're getting That's here? the driver's claim, yes. yes. It sounds... I mean, it's. I'll just speculate. It sounds to me like he fell asleep. He veered off the road, and then you crash into a bunch of people in the bike lane. I mean, that's a possibility. Could there be alcohol involved? Of course. I, I don't know. Could the they, wheel have actually got stuck? Absolutely. It's a possibility. It's plausible. It's definitely. All of those things are plausible. Right. Uh, especially you have to go to the passing out, falling asleep if he's right. not impaired. Steering wheel was locked, says the driver. Uh, I don't know how that happens. Uh, I mean, uh, we know what a locked steering wheel is, but usually, it's usually it doesn't happen when you're when you're driving. Usually, it's when you're parked, right? And the steering wheel locks, and you're like, "Oh, this feels weird." So, and then you try and figure it out. If that did happen, I mean, you can understand why. But my question is, if that did happen, why didn't you just slam on your brakes? Right. And if it was an accident, is that is it two counts of manslaughter? Is that fair? I don't know. I'm no, not no. a lawyer. No. We're holding up the headlines. Governor Katie Hobbs has filed a complaint against former Attorney General Mark Brnovich after he reportedly withheld results from his probe into the 2020 election. KTAR's Heidi Hummel live in the News Center with that story. That's right, Peter. KTAR host and Valley Attorney Barry Markson says 16 complaints in total have been recently filed against the former AG, which could lead to him being disbarred. The state bar uh, will, if it hasn't already, will begin uh, an investiga- a preliminary investigation into whether any of the complaints filed against Attorney General Brnovich uh, warrant a formal complaint and a further investigation. Markson adds this could be seen as a second strike against Brnovich after Hobbs filed an ethical complaint against the AG when she was Secretary of State, which led to him having to complete a diversion program. Reporting live in the News Center, Heidi Hommel, KTAR News. Yeah, just because you're out of office doesn't mean you can't get punished. You, know, you do something stupid, you do something underhanded, and you're in a position of power and you lie to every single you know voter out there you should get punished yeah. and and so you know there's some there's some people that say oh well well i, I think bernovich actually said this somebody uh, she should worry about uh arizona's real problems um you know what how many how many stupid investigations do we have on the election still going yeah never ending yeah. never because it's a grift at this yeah. point yeah. it's a grift so those were a bunch of garbage uh i would like this investigated and, you know, uh, Mark Brnovich He's got some, uh, is a total zero yeah. for holding out and not telling anybody about this. Yeah. Remember, hiding is lying. 
We're holding up the headlines. KTAR News, eyes on education. A quarter of teacher positions remain open in Arizona schools. What's it going to take to improve that? Well, the Arizona Teachers Academy covers tuition for students who want to become teachers. However, we've got to pay a good salary. Alexis Wilson with the Arizona School Personnel Administrators Administrators Association says Arizona teachers continue to be among the lowest paid in the country. Plus, I think people don't understand what it really means to be a teacher and the responsibilities that that entails. Wilson would like to see teachers be included more in decisions like their own salaries that affect them. Yeah, uh, pay is a disastrous, one of the worst uh, paying states for teachers. That's part of it. So we got that going for us. The other part of it is teachers don't feel like they're being backed up. There's no one to back them up. They got a kid in class who will, you know, be a snot-nosed kid. The teacher will go to the parents and say, your kid is a snot-nosed kid. Then the parents will be like, no, it's your fault. And then the administration will be like, yeah, it's your fault, teacher. So we got a lot of problems. It's not only pay. But it's like, why don't you back up a teacher once in a while? Yeah. Because teachers are all by themselves. We need to start coming to some sort of agreement here that we've got to fix this because great that we're having people move here. But if we want bigger companies to move here, one of the big things that they're going to ask is, what's your education system like? And when you find out it's not very good, and they don't pay teachers well, guess what happens? They'll move elsewhere. We're holding up the headlines. The White House says there is still no conclusion on the origin of the coronavirus. U.S. Energy Department issuing what it calls a low-confidence conclusion that COVID leaked from a Chinese lab. Four other U.S. intel agencies think it jumped from animals to humans in China. The rest of the government is still looking at this. There's not been a definitive conclusion. White House spokesman John Kirby saying the U.S. has spent two years pressing Chinese officials for answers and access, and they haven't cooperated. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. I don't know if we're ever going to find out. Um, you know, I think it was intentional. And I know a lot of people don't think that. But I, I, I think would, the lying was intentional. OK, the line that we have a disease and it's going to get out, but we're not going to. OK, the line. Well, that can be proven. You can prove that they lied and hid it. Uh, they pulled the Bernovich. They just hid it. They didn't say anything about it. But, I, you know, again, you can't put it past the Chinese to say, you know what? Let's take out a whole bunch of people. Yeah. We don't. We don't have let's to see what this does. We don't have to have a single bomb put in the air. We don't have to do any of that. Let's uh, let's throw let's throw this thing out there and let it uh, infect and kill everybody and take down America's economy with everybody. And else. it frustrates me because the White House runs. Ah, there's there's no conclusion because there you don't want to be because first of all, if this was to be proved true, everybody Ooh. be asking what are you going to do to China? Right. And this administration has shown uh, a lot of words but no real action. And secondly, for them and their minds, oh, they would have to give Trump a win. Uh, we wouldn't want that even though he's gone. It's so stupid. And But we're never going to find it out because China's never going to open up the books and allow people to get in there. And if you see how it's guarded now, oh, man, Fort Knox wishes it could be guarded. Remember like when that. the WHO went into China and they wanted to go through the books and do all the investigation and the Chinese only gave them what they wanted them to say? That's it. That's and the that WHO. And they're like, well, we believe them. Well, you're idiots. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. We basically interrupt the 3.30. Doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Becky Lynn, Peter, it doesn't matter. We still interrupt and react to the day stop stories. It's all brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. All right. Governor Hobbs in Yuma. Big meeting on the border. What happened? We're going to have one of the big players from that meeting in 20 minutes live on the show. Stick around. 
All right, coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, there was a big meeting in Yuma on the border. Our governor was there, and she met with the mayor of Yuma. All right, what happened in the meeting? Are we going to get anything done? I think one of the big uh, topics of conversation, a lot of people thinking in their head, how is this current governor, Katie Hobbs, going to address the border? Well, we'll find out about 4.05, because she had a meeting today uh, with the uh, mayor of Yuma, and the mayor of Yuma will join us. Uh, and so we'll see what happened. What, what, what does she want to do down there? What can she do down there? And here's the other question, Chad. Did the mayor walk away saying, this is a governor I can work with, or was it, I'm not so sure how this is going to go. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah. And I want to see if she's, if, if you, you know, talk to him about the fact they got rid of that full U.S. Mexico, uh, big council they got rid of that's been around forever and a day and it's making everybody rerun or apply for that position. Things, but some of those people have been around since the seventies right. and it had both Democrats and Republicans I think they were all shocked. And I want to see if my orcas paid any visit and, uh, in the last several months, oh. and, you know, gave the things he had promised our good buddy, the mayor. Yeah, the gaps in the wall. Mm-hmm. Have they been filled? Now that we've got rid of the old uh, the, uh, the containers. containers. Yeah. So, okay. We'll see. 405, Mayor of Yuma, big meeting down there today. Uh, iPhone users, pay attention. The Wall Street Journal reports more criminals in bars and other public places are spying on iPhone users, watching them enter their five-digit passcode and then swiping the devices and locking the owners out of their accounts. Thieves can use that five-digit passcode to change the password to your Apple ID, allowing them to turn off the Find My iPhone feature, making it nearly impossible to track. And with potentially easy access to apps storing critical personal or financial information, a simple theft can turn into a nightmare. One victim had thousands of dollars disappear from her bank account. And they're saying how easy it is for them. That's why they're saying, you know, the eyes, the face, the the fingerprint is, is good, mm-hmm. is much better because people are stealing and it's iPhones who they target the most because they don't have a lot of uh, security outside of that first thing. This is like so old school. I thought like, you know, oh, they had some sort of technology. Oh, they do have some technology uh, that's working on that. Yeah, but but they're looking with their naked eye over your shoulder while you're drinking a beer at your five digit code. But they've got other technology out there that has been stealing your information immediately by just like, you know, they have an airdrop. They've been able to, you know, airdrop where you can drop. Do you see that? You know that they've got some now that are being able to steal all your information like that. It's that scary. And what happens when you get it stolen it's a nightmare like when you get your wallet stolen because that is your wallet now right that's like having your computer stolen and then to know that you're locked out of everything yeah i mean a lot of people keep certain notes on their phone with certain codes like you know just on my on my iphone i've got your uh uh, i've got your uh uh, what is it again paramount plus paramount plus i've got your code and it's on my it's on my iPhone. So do certain people have their bank codes on? Oh there? yeah, do they have There's their one lady they're talking Venmo to. open. Ten, I'm just saying ten thousand dollars in oh. the space of like five minutes just evaporated from her account. I wonder what how how banks would treat that. Is it like a stolen credit card where you're not responsible for that money? Well, the problem is is how are you going to call somebody if you a don't have your phone or you can't access your phone anymore? Yeah. Well, that's true, too. So, like, you're running to the bank going, oh, my God, because, yeah, you know, why did you wait till the next day? Because it happened at 7 o'clock at night. You were close, and I don't have a phone at the home. Man, oh, man. Man, that would be awful. But so what does does Apple have to do to make your iPhone more safe? Apple keeps saying, guys, we're updating our security all the time. Mm -hmm. But face recognition, 
thumbprint, things that are yours and yours alone. Like, it sounds horrible to think, well, is somebody going to lop off your finger to get to your iPhone? Well, that's kind of ridiculous, but is it possible? Of course yeah, it is. You've seen those movies where they take a guy's eye out. Yeah, of course. And then they put it into the... Into the, into the little socket. Yeah, yeah, I've, of course. Seen yeah, that. yeah, I've seen awesome. that. Too. But the the reality is, is there's only so much. And Apple is the one that's like, you know, the Honda Accords they go after. There's always one thing. Apple seems to be much easier because it's so contained where Galaxies and Samsungs and stuff aren't stolen as, as much because, A... The resale value isn't as cool as the iPhone, right? As my kids will always tell me, right? No matter how good a phone is, it's not an iPhone, Dad. Uh, and the other side of it is, is, is their stuff, once you get inside, it tends to be easier to rip off. Jeez. So let me get this straight. You are peering over their shoulder to get their five-digit code. Yeah. And that, but then you got to steal the phone. In some and cases. when you steal, okay, then when you steal the phone, obviously you hit the five digit code and you go, you go nuts. You yeah. do whatever you want. You do whatever you want. This one, right. which she said that within two minutes, I was trying to use my, uh, you know, my laptop, not my laptop, but the iPad to find my phone. They right. had turned off the find my phone. Of course. And then her bank account was evaporated. Because if they're stealing your phone without the five digit code, it's useless. I don't know how you get in yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know really how you tough. Do it. And now they've got the airdrop that their people are like pretending to airdrop something to you. And I guess when you open it, they just suck all your information. Oh, my gosh. That's the it, there it is. It's the craziness. Yeah. Uh, you would think that Apple would would, you know, tell you how to set your phone to make it a little bit more safe. But even if but, you do, man, it's you know, it's like even if you do at some point in time, they're they're ahead of you in everything. Yeah. Thieves. Thieves. You know who you are. Yeah, exactly. All right, coming up next. Not giving us any of that money, I know that. Yuma, the border. Our governor was down there today. She met with the mayor of Yuma. What did they get done? Are they going to be able to work together? One's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Uh, we'll see how the meeting went. The mayor of Yuma will join us in about 10 minutes. Stick around.